Ladies and gentlemen, or gentlemen, I mean, welcome to the Gay Raj podcast. I'm Gimp. I'm the new guest on the show. I'll be the CFO, oh. CFO of the Ball Gag Foundation. And uh, I am the director of L's and the CTO of the Mental Ball Gag Foundation. You you should know me by now. If you don't, figure it out. My name's Greg, uh, CEO of the Mental Ball Gag Foundation. We're here live at our uh, our C our, our headquarters. No, we're not, this isn't really the headquarters. This is like the retreat. The, uh, the mental, satellite location. Yeah, the satellite location. Yeah. yeah. The uh, Mental Ball Gag Foundation family. Uh, treehouse. Yeah, treehouse. Bunker. Retreat. The bunker. Survival bunker. Yeah. So we're in an undisclosed location. Um, it's yeah. in Norway. Getting ready to end season one of Figured Out Podcast. So It's been a long year. It's been real. It's been fun, but it ain't been real fun. So due to funding and budget cuts, we're gonna have to end the show. So this is the end of the Figure Out Podcast. This guys. is it. Yeah. Grand finale. One season is all it took. Yeah. Well, I mean, twenty twenty four. I mean, the world's pretty much just it's going to you know. It's yeah. a shame. Our ratings are through the roof and everything. Mm-hmm. But you know, that's sometimes when whenever you're like about to peak, it's it's best to like cut it off in. Mm-hmm. Like Juice World, you know, he's really fell off since he stopped producing music. So, yeah. And he, yeah. He's, he's exploded. I mean, he's still producing music, mm-hmm. even though he's not producing music. Kind of like Lil Peep. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, you I'm, know, that's I was thinking the same mm-hmm. exact thing. Like I just can't. They just fell off. Like they mm-hmm. stopped making music like and i feel bad for him too because it's like they were they were so hot for a moment and then all of a sudden they just pop yeah well speaking of like you know just going up until like the peak and then falling off you know it's kind of like gambling like you start gambling and Mm -hmm. doing online slot machines like monopoly game for the virginia lottery and you put 40 bucks in then you 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 start you win 50 bucks but then you're like oh i'll keep going and then you get down to 10 and you're like oh shit that sounds like it's hitting close to home for you Mm -hmm. no i'm just saying you know you're projecting well, no, and then you keep like putting more money in because it's like, oh, I can win it back. And then they tell you don't spend more than you can afford to lose, but you're like, oh, it's gonna hit, it's gonna hit, and then it just yeah. doesn't. It's so. kind of like uh, the sleeper app when you when you bet a whole bunch of money on Dak Prescott and Tyreek Hill and stuff, and none of them ever hit. Yeah, what happened in the fantasy the the semifinals there? I'll tell you, uh, Dimitri, you uh, you won fair and square. That was actually a lie. You didn't win fair and square. If if Devonte Adams. Had it done anything other than get one reception for like what four yards, and if you would have given me like four more points, Devontae, I would have beat you, and I would be in the Super Bowl. But no, I think you should take it up with Devontae. That's honestly a skill issue with him, and he's just got to play is. better. He's well, he doesn't have a quarterback to throw. To. You got Aiden O'Connell, Brett Favre. <laughs> you get you seen Super Troopers. I've seen clips. Yeah, You've seen clips of it. Mm-hmm. Leader you guys of Cola. Yeah, you got to get Leader of Cola. What do you know about wanting a Leader of Cola? Uh, I don't know. Nothing. That's a great movie. I don't know nothing about it. Yeah. But I will say, uh, Sam Howell, Raiders next year. Just, just watch. Why is that? He's gonna go because the Redskins aren't gonna. They're not gonna fund him for being the Red. A, you can't say that on this war, podcast. War, We're on the FCC. You can't. Washington. Washington. The Washington Foreskins. Yeah. No. But no. I mean, I think about the spots that Sam Howell can go. He's not going to go to the Panthers. He could end up in uh, Chicago. He could end up in uh, Vegas now. I mean, honestly, with how things are kind of shifting around and everything, he could even end up in Denver with uh, Russell Wilson situation. Yeah, that shit's crazy. Um, that I saw that pop on my phone. I couldn't believe that that they're benching Russell Wilson because he's had a pretty decent year, but Sean Payton wants his guy that can just run the offense just 
How much was his contract? I think he's due thirty-seven million next Jesus. year. That's supposed to be pretty hefty. There's some weird uh, thing though. If he like, if he doesn't get hurt, they don't have to like go on like these next couple games. They don't have to pay him as much money. So they're trying to get. There's something where they're trying to cut it to where they don't have to pay as much money. Well, that's mm-hmm. the tough thing with in his in his situation is is if they do release him from the Broncos, no one wants to pick him up because then they're obligated to pay that contract that he has with Denver. Mm-hmm. He's had a solid year. Somebody's going to pick him up. I can well, see the Patriots getting him potentially. Oh, they need or Atlanta. Atlanta could definitely get him too because they're a quarterback away from having a good team. Right, they have a lot of weapons. Um, I think the tough thing is, is uh, Russell. He's had two. Was it two bad weeks or two weeks where he kind of slipped up? He didn't. He didn't play bad this past week. They just. I don't think he had any turnovers. But. Which is interesting because when Sean Payton came to Denver, um, his whole philosophy was to. Uh, take uh, Russell Wilson under his wing like he did with Brady – or uh, not Brady, uh, Drew Brees, mm. and um, kind of give him some mentoring to get him back in his group, which he has. You know, the first – was it well, – their first five games, they really shit the bed. And then then right through that middle section of the season, he, he's really developed. So it's kind of interesting how they're going to part ways with something when they put all their time and effort into Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. If you tore your labor playing football or your rotator cup or whatever it was he did, do you think you could still play, come back and play? Well, he says that he can throw the football left-handed now. Well, yeah, he has such bad arthritis in his shoulder. Right. No, but I'm just saying it's interesting on how Sean Payton and Breeze were very – they coincided together very well. Mm-hmm. And then they bring in um, Sean Payton into uh, Denver to kind of do the same thing with Russell Wilson. I think that was kind of the big – the big point on why they wanted to bring him in. Dude, Russell Wilson, like, ever, you never – like, he's a good football player, but he's like a – I want to say a scumbag, but he's really fake. Nothing about him is real. Like, you don't you don't ever hear anything, like, outside of football with no. Russell Wilson. No. Broncos country, let's ride. And this is the ride. We're on the bench. We're on the bench. Yeah, we're on <laughs> the bench podcast. <laughs> dumbass no box. Yeah, get the dumbass box. Um, yeah, he like, apparently he goes to like children's hospital and he finds like the sickest kid and like takes a picture with him on Instagram and be like, oh, we're doing, you know, good work here. Mm-hmm. Or, I don't know. He's, he's just a strange individual like him. I think he, he's married to Sierra or something. He's a, some big name star, but, the uh, tennis player? no, not that's Serena or it's Serena, right? Venus. No, would Williams. You? Would you? Williams. Would you? I'm not. I'm not much of like. You know, I don't really like that. You don't like tennis players. Yeah. Okay. I'm not, Why I'm not? not I, it's like I think about it this way. Like when my my dad hurts his back and he's like driving, he's going around a corner. He's like, ah. Uh, you know, I think of mm. I think of uh, tennis players. Like so, it's like anytime my tennis player, the whole time is just like, ah, uh, uh. well, For me, it's just they play with balls. That's kind of a turn. Why do you have to be quiet during tennis? Like I don't understand that. I guess it's kind of the same as like golf. The respect thing, I yeah, guess. Etiquette. Yeah. But, like, you know, when you're shooting – like, I mean, I get, like, if it's, like, the home team or home player, like, you want to be quiet, like, a third down football. But, like, <clears throat> I, I don't understand the etiquette for tennis. Like, Well, think the, about it this way. Think, like, we're in a school shooting right now. Okay. And the kid with, um, with Tourette's is in your class. And it's just, like, he's just, like, ah, ee, ah. Mm-hmm. Just, like, you know. And the stress is getting to him, and he can't help it. Right, exactly. It's worse. Yeah, so I, I can we're, – we're relating – we are relating tennis to uh, school shootings now. So you're saying like the stress factor, like you wanted to be quieter so you could focus and maybe like get a couple homework problems done. Yeah. Right, you know? exactly. So that'd be a good like time because 
I, that's that's kind of stupid. Like teachers, like I don't know if anybody had any class like this, but they'd be like, "Oh, homework for home. Don't do it in class." Yes. Um, Several like that. So if there was a school shooting, I mean, that'd be the perfect opportunity to try and knock out some homework. Yeah, everybody's kind of distracted. Mm-hmm. Everybody's screaming and running around, and you're just kind of chilling in your own corner. Well, even on a normal class period for me, um, a lot of people were like running around. I was in room twelve twelve. Twelve um, twelve. Yeah, that's that like, Butler building. Uh, yeah, Butler oh, building. Like, oh, sped yeah, in. you pull so, the fire alarm. Exactly. Yeah. So it was very hectic in mm-hmm. class. Like, you know, it's kind of like you sit back and you just like watch the show. What's you, like? You don't have to say much. You just embrace it. You what, know? What's like the craziest fight you guys saw in like school? It can be middle school, high school. Uh, that, oh well, there was a good one in middle school. Um, there was I shouldn't say any names. There was this uh, bigger boned black woman. And uh, I can't, it was either seventh or eighth grade. And there was this little white kid that no one really liked that much. And uh, he was like, uh, she asked him, he was like, oh, does anyone have any food? Like he had a lunchbox, his parents packed his lunch. Mm-hmm. And they were like, uh, she was like, hey, does anyone have any food? And he started like tearing like the crust off a sandwich and throw it out. Like, here, take that monkey, you know. <laughs> you got to think it's. No, he's quoting the story. Right. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. yeah, no. But this is like 2000, like. 13, 14, like yeah. back when you could say stuff like that. <laughs> um, and uh, nevertheless, um, so she she like walks around the table. And you remember like the old like school lunch table? Yeah. Like, had, like mm-hmm. a little circle that you sat on. And like she came up behind him and like pushed him. So he like turns around and like if this is like the table, he had like a bowl cut. So she oh. grabbed him by the hair and just started pounding his face. And he like Ooh. folds in between the table. And you remember Miss Hippenmeyer. Oh, you know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. She's very like, petite, and the the girl beating the beating the crap out of this this white boy. Uh, you know, she's probably six one, maybe two twenty. You know, she's a unit. Um, so it's funny. Like we had this really skinny teacher named Miss Hippemeyer, and uh, she was trying to like pull this uh this bigger woman off of this little white boy. So town hall two on like a town hall twelve. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, yes, definitely. They, um, you remember like so the tables like fold up in the cafeteria. Mm-hmm. I remember being in an after school program, and so we'd be sitting on the floor. They they fold up the, the tables. Uh, you know, at the end of the day for some reason to clear off space for us. We sit in the cafeteria, and so kids lean up against them. They'd be like, don't do that. And like, they're like, they try, I don't know, it's probably some bullshit story. They're like, yeah, some kid died doing that, folded out like that and killed him. Well, oh I remember doing that for wrestling practice in middle school. You'd have to fold up the tables because uh, we had to practice in the cafeterias. So we'd fold up all the tables. And I remember a few times, like, the latch wouldn't go in and they would kick out a couple times. Yeah. yeah. And you'd be like walking away to like hit you in the butt and you kind of scoot forward a little bit. But yeah, I, uh, I remember Miss Hippenmeyer. She, uh, she actually got mad at me one time, literally mad at me. Um, <laughs> So she, I did something stupid because I, I never, I never really like gave a crap in class, to be honest with you. And uh, I had her for math, and um, I remember I, I didn't do something right, and she, uh, she yelled at me in class, and it hurt my little heart. So I went home, and I, I think I told my mom about it because she said she said some pretty rude stuff to me. And I told my parents about it, and my parents went to the school and told them. And I walk into class one day, and Miss Hippenmeyer confronts me, and she's like, "You really went home entire or." cried to your parents about that and and like made a whole scene in front of everyone and like embarrassed me because I, I went home and told my mommy and daddy put you on blast did you guys ever have miss dryer yes no so i didn't boy i she remember was big in the hips and oh, yeah. pretty in the face thick in the waist not big in the heart <laughs> no she didn't have a big heart but it's funny because whenever i had went to to pinecrest that uh miss dryer had came up to pinecrest mm-hmm. it might have been the year after i don't 
I she guess was at West Pine. Yeah. She was at West yeah. Pine, and then I, at some point in high school, she came to Pinecrest and taught one of the um, what do you call those classes? It was like in the bottom of the building. Yeah, I had uh, oh, that like was my first high yeah. school class. It was a uh, graphic design or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was something that. like that. It was like because there was like drafting, and then it was like you had like ISS like there too, and then you had ISS. Like, yeah, I think yeah. I think Dryer. I think she played college basketball. I mean, imagine really? that. Imagine that her boxing yell. No, yeah, imagine her like dribbling and coming down on you in the paint and driving in. I, mean, I wouldn't want to take a charge against her. No, yeah. I mean, we get the ball back, but still. Yeah, you might. She might catch a charge. <laughs> like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No. In in middle school, I think my least favorite teacher I had uh, was Miss Coleman. She was a math teacher and she was pregnant. Oh yeah, she was. She was not a good math teacher. Uh, she was in eighth grade and she was out in the trailer. Um, oh yeah, outside the fucking trailers, dude. I and about uh, that. I had sat at a table with some hooligans, uh, myself included, I guess you could say. And one time we were in the trailer. They had like the drop ceilings with like the little tiles in it. Mm-hmm. So we would take the pencils and you'd throw them up in the ceiling and they would stick, stick right? Yes. Well, with Miss Coleman already being a little bit more bigger boned and being pregnant on top of it, yeah. She was. She had told someone to walk, like get out of class or something. So while she was outside talking to the student for like 10 minutes, we were seeing how many pencils we could get in the ceiling. And like, she comes in the first table she comes to is ours to like talk to us. Cause we're like giggling, you know, cutting up and stuff, just being kids. And it was, it was really funny because by the time she got to our table and she like stomped her feet, uh, it shook the trailer a little bit and like 15 pencils just like fall down on her. And she just starts bawling her eyes out. And she's like goes over your desk and she like puts her head down. I kind of felt bad. And then she gets up and she goes ballistic. I mean, she is like part mm. of the hormones. She's ready yeah. to take this black kid's head off. Um, mm-hmm. But no, yeah, I mean, she's ready to eat him. Yeah, pretty much a little burnt, but you know, just knock off the crust. <laughs> It'll well, be fun. Did you all ever have Miss Golden at all? So I had her when she was Miss Turner. Uh, yeah, yeah, I did. I did. Yeah, 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 yeah. I liked her. Yeah, so shout out to Miss Golden. I love you. Um, anyways, uh, we had or I had her for senior year history. It was the last class I was taking, and I would go in at like noon every single day. Um, <clears throat> and I had her class, and that was the only class. And uh, me and a couple of my my buddies, like my my entire friend group was Hispanic. For some reason, my all the guys I hung out with, like, do you remember like Armando? Any of them? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, it was it was all of them, and uh, <clears throat> we we all had that class together. And one of my buddies, who I shall not name, had a pack of matches, and he decided to be a great idea to light one of those matches in class and hold it up and then blow it out, so the entire classroom smelled like burn. It smelled like the place was burning down. So uh, he did that, and then he immediately slid the pack of matches under one of the cabinets. And uh, Miss Golden comes mm-hmm. over, and she she immediately she knows it's one of us three. She looks at us, and uh, anyway, she calls the SRO, and he comes, empties all of our bags, searches us, and uh, they never find the pack of matches that's sitting under the cabinet. It's probably still there today, but. Uh, that was terrifying. Dude, we went on a uh, field trip with uh, Miss Golden's uh, class. I was a junior. It was American History too, and so we went to the American. Uh, we went. We went to the World War One exhibit because it was the hundred year anniversary of World War One, mm-hmm. and then we were by the Natural Science Museum there in Raleigh too. And a couple of the kids were stealing shit from the museum. I don't really. I don't think stealing is cool. I mean, if you're doing that stupid shit, I mean, you're poor. Figure it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, go get a nap on train tracks, 
but uh yeah kids are stealing and shit well then we stopped at a food court in the mall on the way we're like yeah we'll hang out here for like an hour hour and a half get some food go do our you guys want so we're all just kind of hanging out we made like a field trip group chat we're all having a good time and so we were sitting down at the tables in the food court all of a sudden miss golden gets a get some text she's like oh my gosh oh my gosh and stands up and she starts running like holy shit what happened well this black girl in our class got caught shoplifting she uh I, she took a vibrator um, and had it in her purse, and then she uh, she she uh, was putting a dress on, and she, I think she was shoving that in her purse too. And they caught her, so she, they ended up letting her. She didn't get arrested, but she ended up coming half to like uh, I think had to go to court. But we're all sitting there on the bus, and um, Parkhurst was on the bus too, like oh, just, yeah, yeah, flaming her. And um, yeah, it was like it was just this massive like walk of shame when she she came up the steps and we're all just staring like staring at her. Like, yeah, we had Scotty the bus driver too. Oh, big Scotty! Yeah, for the viewer, Scotty is a very apparently he's lost weight, but very morbidly obese um, human. He's a yeah. nice guy. But... I mean, like his belly goes like he wears uh like shorts or like sweatpants that he had cut off, you know. And he pulls his belly, he puts his belly in his waistband, and it's his belly is so big that it starts to go down his actual pant leg oh on one God. side. Yeah, he's, he's he was massive. And uh, he drove the activity bus for us a lot for wrestling tournaments and stuff like that. And we ding dong dished him at the hotel. We, we had a we had a tournament, and uh, it was out in Charlotte, North Carolina. And and uh, we were in this tournament, and it had gotten late. And he was at the last door on the end of our like hallway for our, our hotel. And we're like, it's probably midnight by now. And we had to get, we had to be up like super early the next day anyway yeah. for, for a tournament. And uh, he, uh, he was out late. He had walked across the street and got like a bucket of chicken for like a late night snack while he watched TV or whatever. So it's like, we saw him go into his room with his bucket, bucket of chicken. Bucket of chicken. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was do. like, we give it like 10 minutes, wait for him to get down, like get settled. And like four of us go down there. We just start banging on the door. I mean, as hard as we possibly could. And then you could hear him like grunting in his hotel room, like trying to get up like wherever he was like stationary or like fixed, you know, not stationary because he couldn't move very well. And finally it's like, we ran down to the other end of the hall because that's where we were. And finally, uh, like we heard him like open the door and he's like, where the hell are those kids at? Like he knew it was us Mm because like who else would do that to him? And then it was about 1.30 at this point in the morning and we were about ready to start going to bed. And, um, we hear this banging on our door. We're like, oh, we're going we're gonna to catch this fat ass. You know, like, <laughs> we're going to get him. So we sling the door open. He got, like, two doors, like, side by side, like us in a, uh, the room next to us. So, like, we all, like, run out. And I don't know how he did it. He must have ran a 4-4-40. He was all the way at the other end of the hotel in the hallway. And he was, like, walking in his room, and he just flips us the bird and goes to bed. <laughs> and it's like, you know, he, he played receiver in high school. Dude, like, he must have been cooking because, like, we were just like sitting on the bed, like we weren't like laid down yet. So like as soon as we heard that, like we got up, we we're gonna try and bust them. And I kid you not, I mean he was he had to been cooking. Like I don't know how else he could have done it. Yeah, well he was a wide receiver in high school at Pinecrest. He held like a couple records there. Holy yeah, he I think he wrestled, he was like a one thirteen pounder. Oh shoot, yeah. And it's a shame that he had ended up getting fired the uh, at the end of that year. Oh, I did get fired. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah. uh the driving activity bus. Um well at first, it was he just couldn't drive the basketball kids. Um, from what he said, these are his words, um, not mine. Um, he said they were acting like some hooligans, we'll say. Hooligans. And, um, yeah, they were, like, throwing stuff on the bus while he was driving. It was late at night. And he had said some words, 
you know, mm-hmm. and the school told him that he as, wasn't as funny bus drivers. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty funny to me and you. Um, but yeah, no, yeah. So, so they told him that he couldn't drive the uh, basketball kids to their their events anymore. Huh. Uh, and then that's when you were driving us a lot. I wonder why, just specifically basketball, not like you know baseball or soccer. Or yeah, I don't, I don't know football. Yeah, because I think he could drive the football buses still. Oh, he definitely drove the water polo bus. He he came to App State one year. That was tough for him because he had to go up all those hills and stuff. Right. And he just he'd chill out in the lobby. Hmm. A lot of walking uphill. You ever been to App State? Never. Yeah, a lot a lot of stairs. But yeah, no, I, I knew I did know like since he wasn't able to do the you know, basketball, did wrestling a lot and like the swimming team. And- they had a swim team. Yeah. What? Mm-hmm. They swim in the pond back there? <laughs> no, they went to O'Neill. Oh. Um, um, I had no idea. Yeah, no, we had a swim team. Uh, a buddy of mine in high school dated a girl on the swim team. Uh, Brent Hoshul was on the, the swim team, if you remember. Hoshul? Hoshul or Hoshul. He was, he was our age. Yeah. Um, yeah, one time uh, in eighth grade, my bus driver, she was this big black lady. She was really nice. Mr. P. She'd be wheeling, dealing, selling shit on the bus, selling, handing out Kit Kats and selling sodas and shit for a dollar. One time she just got off the bus and just started yakking just on the side of the road at second <laughs> morning. <laughs> so, yeah, that was there was some interesting shit. One time in sixth grade, uh, we were driving through a neighborhood and a kid shot the bus with a Nerf gun. And Miss Collins is this older black lady and she got out and was just screaming at these kids and lecturing them. And everybody, I have a video on my 3DS and everybody's just going crazy. <laughs> I have a good story. It's not my own story. This is from my, my dad back in, in his day when he was in middle school. They would, you know, ride the bus. Mm. And a kid. You ever had, play that game, ride the bus? No, but this kid had an apple and he had rolled down his window on the bus and there was a motorcycle, like a pack of motorcycles coming the opposite way of the bus. And he, he whipped the apple <laughs> at the uh, motor, motorcycle guy, you know. And like, apparently, like, it was a direct hit right to the face. <laughs> like, just like, and like, apparently, the guy like, Turned around on the motorcycle and like flagged the bus down, and, like came up on the bus. And my dad said, like, everyone was just like cracking up laughing because, like, when you're 13, yeah, even now, that's still fun. That's hilarious, yeah. And, um, and yeah, he's like, he had just like apple sauce, like, just on him. It was oh an apple God. at one point, but it just turned to like mush. Oh, and he was like, who the app threw that apple? And like, the cops had to show up and everything because this guy was like ready to kill somebody. Like, some that, apple, that apple had to be going pretty fast and hard that's what i'm surprised like it didn't like knock them off the bike because if yeah. you're not expecting you're just kind of sitting back riding like mm-hmm. that apple. Like, those are decent sized apples I mean, and they're not like soft either like yeah apple's pretty hard crap, that thing had well hard. throughout the day like sitting in your lunchbox it probably gets a little mushy and a little but it's not like no banana mm-hmm. yeah if it was kind of like half eaten too right like, yeah four maybe yeah, nah, because a solid apple, I think that would knock you out unless yeah. like that. He was only doing like 10 or 20. Now, granted, this was in probably 1978 when this happened. So the story could have altered over the, you know. Dude, I would take, years. there would be kids like I'd be sitting on the bus, be in the parking lot waiting to like leave to go home. And they'd be walking by like, hey, like dap them up. And I'd take their hand and fucking smash it on the uh, the upper part. And like, they would fuck people like fucking hands up. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I see somebody know I'm like, hey, what's up, man? And we dab each other up and I take their hand and fucking I grab their hand and fucking smash it up against the uh sounds like something <laughs> you would have done to me. Yeah, I would sit there and like call I'll star six seven people while they're like sitting there waiting to get on their bus and I'd be like you see I can, that I can see you. I know where you are. It'd be like it'd be like trap sick and he'd be like looking around and <laughs> trap sick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah dude, he's a Mongoloid. You used to I hope he's doing well, but 
you uh yeah you called me one time when i was on the bus yeah and you're like i can see you and you were standing outside the bus looking at me through the window, <laughs> like on your tippy toes i'll tell you what though my my dad always drove me to school and then when my older brother got his license he would always just drive me to school pick me up or if we had wrestling he would just be there anyway um but it was in seventh grade like uh, a good friend of mine they lived up the road a couple blocks and uh I would actually like they told me how fun it was to be on the bus and like all the stuff that happens and all the stuff. I was like, that sounds very entertaining. You know, mm-hmm. some kids hate riding the bus, but I was like, I'm gonna give it a shot. So in the morning times, I'd ride my bicycle to where they get picked up at. And uh every morning in seventh grade, I would go there to get picked up. And that's when I started riding the bus in seventh grade. And then it carried over into eighth grade. And yeah, no, I definitely made a lot more memories riding the bus in middle school. Once I got to high school, it's kind of a little different because like my older brother had his license. He would drive, and that was just a little bit more like. Yeah, I ride the bus in high school kind of sucks. I never lame. did. I don't know. I enjoyed it more in high school. Really? To be honest with you, yeah. My bus route was pretty lame. Mine went right through Taylortown. There you go. That, yeah, that was good. And on the first day I ever rode the bus, I claimed the back seat is mine. Yeah. And apparently, I stole it from some senior. I think either seniors or like juniors, and I stole it from them. Yeah, I remember in middle school there was a kid. Uh, this kid had some issues, but. Uh, he would sit there. He had his Chromebook pulled up, so he had the game tab open. Mm-hmm. So the games would work if you're not playing on the internet. Well, somebody did the fucking control delete on his shit and just shut his shit off. Did he lost his fucking shit? I think he ended up throwing a pencil out the window, mm-hmm. and they like they drug his ass off the bus. They're like, yeah, you can't ride the bus home today. Dang. I did something like that, except it, it was a little little bit meaner. <laughs> um, do you guys remember a guy with the last name Fryer? Yeah, 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 yeah. Jonathan. John, yeah. John. Yeah, Jonathan. Yeah. Yeah, Jonathan Fryer. So we rode the bus together uh, in freshman year. And uh, what a guy, let me tell you. Yeah, he was always playing Pokemon in class. Somehow. Dude, this guy played Kintai games. Kintai? Kintai. Um, so anyways, I sat in the very back left seat, and he sat in the second to back on the right. So all I had to do is just look over, and I see everything this, this Mongoloids do. <laughs> and um, he's playing a Kintai game, and he had this blanket. And let me tell you what, this is the most disgusting smelling thing. I, I could smell it all the way back there. It smelled like BO mixed with unwashed ass. It was just, it was terrible. Was it, it like his cum blanket? Like you I think so. In it? I actually think it, it was. It was disgusting. And um, anyways, he fell asleep one day and he had his head buried in the blanket. So I knew he was just getting a nice whiff ball. Um, and I just left him on the bus. He was like, can you please wake me up when we get to school? And I said, absolutely, I would, Jonathan. Anything for you. Well, me and my buddy Victor were sitting in the two seats, and he was here. And uh, I looked at Victor, and he looked at me, and we kind of had the same thought. We were just like, Shh. And we told everyone, be quiet. And we all got off the bus, and we heard the doors close, and it just went on. And Jonathan was still on the bus, dead asleep. And turns out he went all the way back to the bus station, and the bus driver found him and got mad at him, and he got sent home. And then he messaged me on Facebook Messenger that night, and he was like, "Are you the perpetrator who didn't wake me up?" Are you the perpetrator? No, don't ask me. Yeah. up. yes, I am. Sorry. I thought you were gonna say like, "Yeah, we didn't wake him up," and then the bus crashed and he died. There's no survivors. <laughs> yeah, it's like, have you ever been at like a red light and like the light like immediately turns green, and the dude behind you feels the need to just keep the horn? Yes, you know, and you're like, dude, like it, I, I'm like, I'm like paying attention. I saw it just turn green. It's not getting any yeah. greener. So, you know, I like always slow, make it a purpose. I just slow down a little bit so they go around you eventually. And then when you get to the next red light, you know, you're sitting behind them, you're just kind of chilling. 
and the light's still red, but you beat the horn. So mm-hmm. the guy starts going and he pulls in an intersection and gets hit by a car and it explodes. Mm-hmm. You guys ever Everyone do that? Dies. Yeah, like you, ever, you guys ever do that? I love when that happens. Yeah, yeah, I did that earlier. Do you guys turn left on red? I do. Yeah, yeah. That, well, it's a suggestion. Well, it depends. Are you in the intersection? Or are you like, like you mm-hmm. just go left? Like, let's say I'm coming from Cookout and I'm turning into C, like trying to get to CCNC. Oh okay. God. Yeah. And so, like, there's nobody coming straight on, so I just turn left. Mm-hmm. And then you get halfway through, you're like, oh, shit, it's red. And so then I just stop. Usually, right. like, at a traffic circle, you know, I have to yield. Yeah. If you're going, like, towards St. Hills Community College, you got to yield there. I usually don't yield, especially if there's, like, a bus full of, like, orphans coming mm-hmm. by. Yeah. I just gun it. I gun it as quick as I can. Try to try so to They have a lot more to lose than you do. <laughs> so, well, no, I mean, you got to, like, just. The ball's in your court. You got to think about just decreasing, like, you know, the population. is in my court, I guess. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah. Uh, I, well, you know the safest place to be, right? Where's that? It's in the middle of the road. So, if, like, if you stop, oh, there's an emergency. Yeah. This is, like, uh, contrary to popular belief, if you get in an accident, like, uh, let's say you're on the highway, like, on US-1, you want to pull off into the middle of the road. That's yeah, there. exactly, dude. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, you want to, like, you and the person that got in the accident, there's no injuries. You want to pull off and get like in between the center lines so that people kind of fan out around you. And then the cops and the medical emergency will be able to come up and come up behind you. And it'll kind of create like a bubble, like a force. It's like a, it's like the solar flares when they come and hit the earth and like it's like a magnetic field. They'll kind of, they'll go like that. So you'll be safe. Diversion. Yeah. If you're in the middle of the road, especially at nighttime. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Don't turn your flashers on. Don't turn any of that on because it'll make it hard for the police to like see it. Well, yeah, no, you could uh, give somebody an epileptic seizure. Absolutely. Absolutely. An anaphylactic shock. Well, speaking of freaking epilepsy, Uh um, I almost had a seizure in high school, actually. Really? Yeah. It's actually a pretty touching story. Touching? Um, Yes. Yes, touching. Um, So it was after our our, uh, exams, our senior year, we had English, you know. And I had a lot of goofballs in my class, if you will, so we'd always cut up, you know. And uh, I had taken one of those fat pink erasers. Yeah. And I had put a paper clip through it. So I had two prongs coming out of the eraser on an end with the eraser. And I was like, I kept acting like I was going to stick it in the outlet. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. after our exams, we we're just kind of like goofing off. And we had this big black lady, the teacher, Miss Charles. Oh, and, I remember her. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I was like, oh, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And a buddy of mine, he was like, he was like, man, quit being a pussy. He's like, give me that thing. And I don't know. He's pretty dumb. I don't know if he understood, like, what happens when you stick metal into an outlet. Yeah. But, yeah, he sticks it in the outlet, and, like, sparks start flying everywhere. Like, there's, like, a there's a black mark going up the drywall in our class. And, like, our teacher's just, like, glued <laughs> to her computer, just, like, emailing people or whatever, or doing whatever she's doing. And we're, like, freaking the fuck out. And we're, like, we're about to burn down the fucking school <laughs> during the exams. Like, you know, we had just gotten done, and, uh, like, the lights were it's flashing. Well, it was the lights were flashing. Like it was making the lights in the room like flicker. I have no idea how our teacher didn't like acknowledge that. So finally, somebody like takes a pencil and like rips it out because like we tried to pull it out, and then the paperclip went through the eraser. So the paperclip was stuck in there, and it just kept like spitting and sputtering. So someone took a pencil and like got in between and like flicked it out, and it left like it was probably like you know eighteen inch like black mark just up the wall. Impressive. And, yeah, I, I kid you not. I was like, over there. I don't know if it was from like I was cringing or like didn't know what the fuck was happening, but I was like, you know, I wasn't getting shocked, but I was like, you know, you're going with it. Yeah, I was. It was burning up my chromosomes. And the teacher know? just didn't acknowledge us at all. Not even. Not a single teacher. Bit. Just like, like you gotta let kids kind of figure it out for themselves. Oh yeah. Oh. Because yeah, I don't understand. 
in middle school, like you couldn't go and sit down at the table you wanted to, or you got to ask it, like, you know, oh, can I go to the bathroom? Like, I hated like, that. And they'd be like, oh, may you? And I'm like, may I shit my pants in my seat? Just, or I like, did. Well, then you did in class? Yeah. Did I not tell you about that story in kindergarten? No, no, no. Oh, my God. I thought I did. Maybe I dreamed that. Yeah, I was in kindergarten, and you know how they had nap time always? You'd lay your little towel down and mm -hmm. sleep for, like, three minutes. Well, I couldn't sleep. I never slept during nap time. I would just lay there and stare at the ceiling and think about, like, monster trucks and stuff. And um, I had to poop really bad. And remember, I, uh, I looked over, and my teachers, they're eating McDonald's, and this one teacher was just gorging on some fries. And um, I was like, yeah, these go like really ASMR voice. And uh, they immediately shook their head and said, no, stay down. And uh, I said, oh, okay, bet. So I laid there for about another five minutes. And while they were eating, I got up. And with a second I got up, I crapped my pants. And I ninjaed my way to the bathroom, took my pants off, dumped it in the toilet, left my pants there, and went back, went back to my towel and went back and laid down. And uh, turns out I didn't flush the toilet and I left my soiled pants there. And my mom talked to me a, a few months back. She's like, you remember that time in kindergarten when, you're, when your teacher gave me a bag with your dirty underwear in it? And I said, no, I don't remember that. Apparently I, apparently, I left everything there. I left evidence. I, I, I gave it to some kid in, uh, what's it called, lost and found. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. that they shit themselves. But I'll just take these. Kindergarten is pretty crazy. I, uh, I really raced a girl in kindergarten one time. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah, kind of. Um, so the playground was like down this hill and, uh, we were not supposed to run down the hill. Right. And, uh, well, we had this kid named Ty in our class and he, he had something wrong with like, he was kind of a little touch the touch in the head. He kind of had something funky with his legs. I don't know if he had leg braces or like, Oh, it's some kind of yeah, kind of like that. But I saw him running. I'm like, Oh, I can run. So I start running. Well, I get to the bottom of the hill. I'm kind of looking around like, and, like, mm -hmm. some girl's standing there, and, like, my head collides, like, right in her eyes. She's crying. And they're like, oh, you were running. So then I had to sit out that whole recess, and I was crying. So, you know, when you hurt somebody and you're little like that, mm -hmm. you know, you start crying. This bitch shows up the next day and show, for show and tell shows off her black eye. And I saw her in Walmart one time. Mm -hmm. And she's like, oh, that's the kid who gave me a black eye. So I have gave a woman a black eye before. Well, it's kind of funny that you brought that up because on our bus there was, the eighth, there was an eighth grader. Um, and then there was a sixth grader, right? And they were having beef. And the eighth, I was in seventh grade at the time, to give you some context. And uh, the uh, the sixth grader was like, oh, yeah, like my dad's in the military. He kills Russians. Like, you know, I'm like, that doesn't even make sense. But you know how, you know, sixth grade, you're trying to get their quarter across. You're trying to act all big and bad for the eighth grader. Well, this eighth grader was like tired of hearing this kid talk. Um, so he just open palm, just slapped him on the side of the head just to get him to shut up right wow nice. the other bus driver is obviously like gonna pull over and be like what happened so drops him off at, at home the next morning we go to get on the bus this sixth grader had taken his grandma's hearing aids and wore them to school because he said he couldn't hear anymore like, wow. like it was literally like i mean like it was an open hand slap from like a 14 year old or 13 year old like it's not gonna be but he made it seem like he lost complete hearing almost in both ears. And he wore his, like, his um, grandma's hearing. His, I don't know what she did for that week. Um, Without him? Yeah, you know, I mean. I feel bad for what, her. Was she mute? I mean, I don't really know. Uh, you get you get smacked up hard enough, you can you can lose your hearing. Mm -hmm. Well, if, if you knew the person that did it, you would, you know. Yeah. But, um, 
Yeah, no, elementary, middle school, all that shit was crazy. My favorite year, I really like fourth grade, eighth grade. All high school is pretty fun. That probably senior year is probably the most fun too. Probably fourth, eighth, and senior year. I say every every year of high school. I wasn't a fan of my sophomore year of high school because I didn't quite for most year. I didn't quite have my license yet, um. So I wasn't like my brother had graduated. He would always like we'd skip class together and he'd drive me around. And then like for the first semester of my sophomore year, it's like I had to get dropped off at school. When I was at school, I was stuck at school, um. So, like, my freshman year was a lot of fun. And then junior, senior year, for me, I, I just had a ball, you know. Yeah, ball gag. Yeah. Freshman year was terrible because I had no idea where I was. Who I didn't, like, really have any friends at the time. And I was also extremely obese and short. And um, I had no confidence in anything. So, I, I kind of – freshman year sucked. Sophomore year was okay. But junior year, definitely. Junior year and senior year were peak. There was a lot of fun. The, the the winning race of sophomore year though was having Fraser's class. Yeah, that Fraser's was, class. That was it, man. That was a big meme. That was fun. That, that was class sick. sucked ass, but coming in there, writing up short stories about Bob Nine and then oh, fucking blocking man. the outlet from so you couldn't charge your phone. You haven't told the stories about Bob Nine. Yeah, I can't remember them, dude. They probably like you have them. They might be in a notebook somewhere here in the garage. I don't know. Oh, but yeah, man. so basically, we get bored in class. Like I. Math one, I mean, it was pretty basic. Like, for me, like, I, I mean, I'm not good at math. But, like, my strategy was I'll ask the teacher to give me a practice problem before the test. And then, like, okay, I'll have the equation memorized. I'll have, like, a problem written down so I know how to solve it. So I would kind of, you know, fuck off the whole the whole time. Um, so, yeah, me and Brandon would be sitting there. I would just start writing a fucking, like, five, seven-sentence, like, story about this guy called Bob Nine and how he went to the nether and he got – I don't know, butt fucked by Al Capone or something. Not actually, but like he, he gets stuck in the, he get banned in the nether realm or something. And like it was just like fucking short, like weird things, but it was just the whole the guy's name is fucking Bob Nine. Even McSteven. Or even McSteven. Yeah, there's like there's a whole lore. There's like yeah, characters. there's a lore to it. Like legitimately, there there was multiple stories that kind of went off of each other, and then eventually it's just like had a whole world. Yeah, there was, was like cool. a whole universe. I did something similar in sixth grade. It was called like how to play Monopoly, but it, it had nothing to do with playing Monopoly. Play Monopoly. It was like space. Spaceships and fucking gladiators and people fighting off each other—just complete random bullshit. It's a good. It, it engages like your creative side of that mind. Though. I yeah. have to start doing it again. Seems yeah. like we still kind of do that. It's kind of schizo writing, honestly. Well, I, I you know, I kind of had that vibe from English class because I had her twice. Oh my <laughs> not, god! Not for the reasons that you all are thinking. Yeah, I have math one and math three. You're boning her. Math three. Yeah. Oh my mm-hmm. god! And uh, it was fun my freshman year because like. There was a kid that was 19 years old in our math one class, and we had a furry in our class before it was like hip, you know, like oh shit, God. like the cat. So oh, she furry. Oh, yeah, like, I know exactly who you're talking. It was the about. black girl. Yes. Yeah, and she would like hiss at Miss Frazier, dude, and what? she'd be like, she'd be like, Miss Frazier, what's happening right now? Because she's like this, this old lady with like. She looked like Slenderman. She was like Crusty stick fingers. Yeah, she was like stick ones. It looked like she tucked her hand in like a blender or something. Like they were just all cut up. <laughs> she had like calluses on her finger, dude. It was like I always imagine it's like the angry orchard tree coming out of the, ah. the or what's it called? Not angry. No, like a witch. At, what's the fucking beer company? Yeah, angry orchard. Oh, it is angry orchard. Yeah, yeah I'm retarded. Uh, yeah, like the know. fucking fingers are coming out after you're trying to grab you. Yeah, no, like you know, just like six one, just like kind of thin, like curly hair, and just mm-hmm. like. And you see, contrary to what um, Greg thinks, I think that she was a shitty teacher and a shitty individual. I did not Absolutely. like her. Absolutely, I did not like her one bit. Greg says that he, you know, he liked her as a as an individual, 
Right. No, no, I didn't like her as an individual. I I liked her teaching style. Her teaching style worked for me. Now, other people, I can understand how it doesn't work, oh. but I didn't like how she treated other so, people. So, well, that's the thing. That's That was my big thing. It's just like, yeah, you know, a good kid would ask questions like before a test or something. She's like, well, you should have been paying attention. I'm like, come on now. Like, I get if you do that to like a hooligan that never pays attention, but this is like an honest kid, you know, and, you know, mm. to give you some context, I did math one and I think I finished the, the year with like an 82. Then I took math two with Miss Ray and I had a 98. And I took math three with Miss Frazier and I had an 84. And then I took uh, AFM my senior year and I had a 94. And it's like, you know, it's like, you know, I get like you do have to put the effort in as a student, mm-hmm. but you should be going to Harvard with those scores. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, DeVry, actually. DeVry, DeVry, University. Oh, DeVry you University. University. You can't go there. Wait, you can only so let's, let's relive the night. Where that kid on Xbox was talking about the bride. All right. He had, he had his bone to pick with the bride. So know? we got on World at War five months ago or so. We got on one night, springtime, summer, something like that. We're playing. There's this guy named uh, Overlord four four five. So so we're we're sitting there playing, and it's just me and Brandon playing at this point, and we're kind of talking like. We're, we're looking for people to kind of – when we go in, we don't actually play the game. We look to ruin other people's experience while they're playing Call of Duty, like especially on these older games because you run into a lot of the same people. Mm-hmm. So there's this big kind of sense of community where, like, like we're kind of we're kind of known. Like, we don't play the game. We just go and hide or we use noob tubes. And just, or flamethrowers. We don't play the game the right way unless we're playing Dome. We're undefeated on Dome. We've oh, dude, lost. Dome's an easy win. But anyways, there's this guy. We're playing – uh, I think we were playing on Castle at first, and there's a guy named Overlord four four five, and so he was playing, and he wasn't doing that good. So then the next game we're playing on a fucking uh, courtyard, and right before the match starts, there's like a there's like you go into the match, and then your mic cuts off, and then like you load back into the game. So right before that cutoff point, I was like, "Hey, Overlord, what's the four four five stand for? Your weight, badass." And so then, he, and then we're fucking. He's on our team. And he's like, "What the fuck you say to me, motherfucker? Drop the addy, drop the addy!" Like when we get back into the game, and he's going negative as fuck, and we're not even trying, and we're you know twice as KD. And we're like, "Overlord!" And we start calling him overweight. We're like, "Overweight, pull your fucking weight, fat ass!" And so then this other guy named Inside Your Scopes on our team is like, "Can you guys shut the fuck up?" So then we immediately turn on him. Oh yeah, it's on. Yeah, so you it, don't say that. Yeah, so we're like, shut the fuck up, you motherfucker, you stupid, you dumbass. And uh, he starts going off, and he's like, you know, Xbox Live is actually testing out this uh, this feature where it's beta testing this voice chat feature where they're reporting in-game game chat and can suspend you. I'm a beta tester for that. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Like, you know, my mom works for Microsoft, mm-hmm. my ass, you know, all this shit. But Yeah, and then we also had that inter- interaction with Marco. Marco, yeah, yeah, Marco. Oh, that was, was Marco. So we were playing, was it Black Ops 2? Black Ops 2, yeah, yeah, That was Black Ops 2. Yeah, we were playing Black Ops 2 one night. We're, same idea, we're just in the in the game to be in the game, you know. It's messing with people, just hoping they just, like, throw their controller through the TV screen. That's our that's our job when we get on the interweb. Yeah. Um, our and, job is to ruin your fun. That's right, right you don't so deserve it. It was this, uh, what was it, Stidham and... Um, Jidum and Jidum. Jidum. It yeah, as these two guys were playing Search and Destroy on the Metro map with the bullet train, and we're just screaming because in BO2, like when you go to search, like there's that you can talk to the other team. Mm-hmm. And so everybody's in game chat. So we're just screaming as motherfuckers. So we invite them back for like a 2v2. And we 
we mopped the floor within the first game. And then the next game, we changed it and we changed like hardcore and headshots only and just fucking wiped the floor with them. They don't know it's headshots only the first couple of rounds. They're like, they're like, hey, we can't kill them. They're hacking. They're hacking. And then, um, yeah, then we did like a bunch of bullshit game modes. Like, uh, we did, we, uh, I changed the custom classes where I banned everything, but then like I made a preset class with just an executioner. Nice. And so you had to go down and search for it. So we had guns, but they didn't know they had a gun that they could use. Mm. And what the fuck? And then uh, somehow they had gotten our um, Snapchat or Instagram or something. What? Or they got our Instagrams. That's what it was. And then because that's how they got my Snapchat. Because my Snapchat was in my yeah. Instagram. Well, no, I think I made a Snapchat group chat with them. Maybe just, that's what and it then was. I invited yeah, and we made a group chat. So then this whole thing we're going on going right. Man, so man, we're we're, we're talking we're talking shit to these. What do you think? They're 13, 14 years old. Uh, 15, 16, 15, probably. Yeah, and uh, no. like you know, and they're saying like on how rich they are and this that and the other. It's like, dude, like yeah, they're pulling up like airsoft guns. With yeah, and they're and like shit. You know, and the kid was like, oh, I got a Lambo. I was like, dude, I get more pussy on my bicycle than you. You know, and then um, we're talking, and then they did like a Snapchat video call, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we all joined. Like, there's probably what five people in this. I thing. think it was four or five because there was a lot of their buddies that they had invited to yeah. try and grill me and, and Greg here. And like the first thing, I mean, the, the first thing that I can pick out is this one kid, Marco. He's ex- like I would say extremely overweight. He's like a Pillsbury Doughboy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little chunky. Yeah. He's overweight. So I started calling him Twinkie. You know, just repetitively, <laughs> I was like, "Hey, Twinkie." You know, and you'd be like, my name's not fucking Twinkie. And me and Greg, we just go after this little fat kid. I mean, like, the other people would be trying to grill us, and, like, Greg and I, we just honed in on this fat kid. He ended up, like, rage quitting. Like, he showed off his phone or something. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they were just, like, it was, a, what, it was like, a whole week and a half, like, Yeah, it was going on for a while. Yeah, it was it was interesting. It was fun. Every time I get on, they invite me to play, and I just, I'd run the floor with them, and they'd be like, uh, or they what they would do is they know my bullshit game mode, so they invite their other friends and be like, "Hey, show them the game mode. Show them the game mode." It'd be like, "Oh, what turn Wholesome? Well, uh, kind of, but like it'd be like one flag capture the flag, but it was like a thirty <laughs> second spawn delay. So I would kill them and then get the flag over and over again, and then get like a load star and just blow their ass up and spawn. They like, didn't like me. They like Greg. They hated me. Yeah. They despised me. Were you just like a menace or something? Just for the fat kid. Nice. Good, good, good. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, they didn't really like you. They kind of – the one kid hates me because, like, they I want to be one of their buddies again, and I beat him, like, three times in a row. And he's like, kick him out the party. Kick him out the party. Oh, kick him yeah. out the party. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, it was a lot of fun. The fat kid, Marco, he's probably, he's probably getting buff now, man. You oh, he could be. Yeah. I, I, you know, I probably – I did my civil duty on bullying this fat kid. Mm-hmm. You know, he's going to be, like, the next uh, – Arnold Schwarzenegger, maybe the next Obama, even. Yeah, know? no, man. I mean, he's probably him and anything if you put your mind to <laughs> yeah. it. Him and overweight four four five. You know, they got we got meal plans for them. So uh, later, go. Just gonna go work on the short game real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I hate that kid. You can't stand can't stand him. that dude. Yeah, what a loser. He has to figure it out. He really does need to figure it out. Chat, should he be a future co-host? We want to know. Put in your submissions now. What are the New Year's resolutions? Well, I want to get back to learning a, another language. Um, like, actually, yeah. I, want, I want to learn another language uh, next year. I So I started about two years ago learning Russian. Okay. And I never followed through with it. I know some Russian, but not enough to really maintain a conversation. But I definitely want to learn a new language. So I'm thinking either continue Russian or like Japanese. I really want to learn Japanese. Yeah. Because um, 
a couple buddies of mine at work, we want to go to Japan next year. So I don't know. I figure a New Year's resolution of mine is to definitely learn a new language or start learning a new language and uh, possibly find a new hobby to waste money to. Nice. Yeah. yeah. They actually, speaking of Japan, they just found uh, some guy who still thought the war was going on. He was like, what? Yeah, on some island. Yeah. He's like, I mean, it's pretty old. He's like 98 or something. Holy um, crap. Yeah, he like I think he bonsai charged one of the guys. Dude needs to figure it out. Yeah, I know. I think yeah, so I don't know. Like I think he's still in the, it's like a whole big story. Like they uh they don't know what to do with them, so they're probably like, they just kind of do like a North Sentinel Island type thing. This is from World War Two. Yeah, yeah, the Japanese guy. There's some guy on an island still think the war's going. He's like fucking shish kebab some guy. You know, I actually just got this book, and this is actually a true story. Um, it was a guy that fought for um. Sweden or Finland, mm-hmm. yeah, he was yeah. a decorated war hero. Then he uh joined the Soviet or no, he joined Germany to fight the Soviets, yeah, on, yeah. On the, Finland, yeah, yeah, on the eastern front. And then, um, and then later on, he ended up joining American forces. And he's uh, they, they did a whole book on him, I can't think of the name of it, but he got three um war medals for wow. three different countries. Wow. And they did, a, did a whole book on him, and then he's uh buried in Arlington. They had to do that because nice. he wasn't a U.S. citizen. Um, so they had to like kind of fight for him to get buried in Arlington when he died. So how did, did he get captured and end up fighting for America? How did I don't know. Uh, my dad had bought my uncle the book for uh, for Christmas, and uh, but I was reading the back of it and kind of just getting some context on. I can't remember the guy's name, but yeah, he he um originally first he was with the um it was like the snow division on the for like Finland or Sweden. Like they'd actually like ski Frozen. down. Well, they'd ski down mountains and like yeah. fight people. It was actually like I don't know. It was pretty cool. That's pretty dope, man. Yeah, it's actually a true story. I don't I can't think of the name of the book, but you know. Yeah. Something. What a guy. I know. It's like I mean think about the language you guys speak American right. or English, I guess yeah, we're doing yeah. American. Finnish and Russian gotta be similar because Finland was part of Russia at one point. At one point, but that would have been the wrong time Finnish sounds like you Finland became a a country in 1917. They broke off from Russia then during the revolution. Interesting, interesting. Mm-hmm. What were you saying? Oh, I can say the Finnish language, when you hear someone speak it fluently, it sounds like they've got a bunch of syrup in their mouth trying to talk. Interesting. It's it's, it's so weird. Hmm. And Russian just sounds like you're anger, angry and drunk. Angry and it's drunk. Well, that's how they are most of the time. Most of the time, yeah. Angry, drunk, and cold. Dude, if I was from France, I'd be angry and drunk all the time. Apparently they smell bad. Do they? Yes, they smell like bo. I've heard that, so yes, I can confirm. Hmm. Never been to France. I never been. I don't want to go. I I don't have any. any I want to go desire. see who's in Paris. Yeah, yeah. Who's well, in I Paris? Could, I, I can tell y'all who's in Paris. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah. I Interesting. Yeah, I asked some guy at work that, and he knew. Um, he knew. Did he let you know? Yeah, no, he let me know. It took him a day, but he figured it out. Um, what's some sped shit you guys have seen at work recently? Let me think about this for a second. Um, so at my job, um, <clears throat> this was a while ago, but um, we I'm a caddy, I tell people where to hit a golf ball. So this kid, he was a new hire, um, he was riding on the back of a golf cart while he was supposed to be working and he had two transfusions in his hands. Oh my just double fist and transfusions, like just getting hammered. Double fist and transgenders. Let's go. Yeah. No, like it might, that's what I always say. You know, everyone plays a little better with the tranny in them. Yeah. You know, no, for sure. So that's kind of just like a, a goofball thing. You know, I'm always dealing with people just saying like stupid shit. Like they'll ask you if a putt is uphill and it's like, it's straight up a fucking mountain. And it's like, are you shitting me right now? Like it is like, sometimes I feel like, 
just saying, like, do you want me to, like, play golf for you or something? You know, it's like the incompetence level is, is very um, – You ever have them, like, like, hey, can you shoot it, like, while they're on the green? Yeah. No, I, I've had people, like, like two yard, this is a two-yard putt. Like, you know, kick rocks, dude. Like, go sleep on some railroad tracks or something. Like, right. it's more of just, like, incompetence, I guess you can say, with people, like – and people like they're not like these people are like we could all three of us beat some of the people that I caddy for. You know are they, would you say like on paper they're retarded? I'm borderline. And it's funny because like they're like, like see, if there's they're, a they're, like if there's a piece of paper and there's like a qualification test for if they're retarded, they would have that paper. They're they'd be retarded on paper. Right. You know, and they just they don't take accountability a lot of times, which is mm-hmm. a little annoying. Like sometimes they'll just feel like um I'll shoot a yardage and I'll say it's uh, 152 yards to the uh, to the flag stick, and they'll come up like 40 yards short, 50 yards short, like not even sniff the green, like you know. And I'm like, oh, that was a bad yardage. And I'm like, oh, you don't think that like you hit it off the toe or you're like, I've had a guy shank the ball one time and be like, oh, that that ball went nowhere. Like the wind must be on her face. I'm like, you're joking, right? Like more of just incompetence. I don't know if there's like any goofy things. There hasn't been a fight at work in probably two years. So. Oh, wow. I'd probably execute some of those people. Those are executionable offenses. Oh, dude, we got some some real weirdos in the shack, dude. Like, I mean, some really creepy people. How about you? Any any uh, goof ups at work or? So I work IT right now, um, so I see a lot of goof ups all the time, especially with people in other departments, like our our, our client outreach department, that people actually talk to the clients and stuff. But I I can't really talk on a lot of stuff that goes on there. Um, but my last job working at Pine Wild at the golf course, there was a lot of, of goofy, silly stuff that we did there. I remember, uh, y'all, y'all know Giles, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I went to school with his older brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So me, me and, me and Willie, we, uh, we worked there together and, um, I was very young when I started there. I think I was like 17 or 18 and, um. They uh they would always like the golfers and stuff would always leave like beers and stuff in the cart. They would never take them out. They'd sometimes they'd leave like whole bottles of like alcohol in the carts and stuff. They'd never take them out ever. Uh, so me and Willie had the great idea to do a a Pine Wild uh cart guy community beer hiding hole place thing. And what we would do is every time we'd find a beer, we would stash it somewhere. So we had a a giant barrel of uh, range balls in there with a cover on top of it. And the range balls are about halfway down and they've been sitting there forever and no one touched them. So we would take it off, put the beer, put the alcohol in there and close it and let it sit there. And we would just collect them over time. And eventually we recruited all the guys there to do it. So it was every single one of us, every time we'd find a beer, any kind of alcohol, we'd put it inside there. And um, it got to the point to where we couldn't put the lid on it anymore. There was so much, so much booze inside of it. And then we uh, we started doing a when you, if you take one put one back. So every time we would take one out of it, we would put one right back in there, and it would just keep replenishing it. And eventually, we had like three or four different spots in the cart barn that just had tons of alcohol and beer inside of it, just hidden. And I think we counted, and we had like three hundred plus cans. Is it still beer. there? No, it's all gone. No. Yeah, we, we eventually they all took it because, like you know, I worked at Forest Creek, mm-hmm. you know, the other private club, and. And we had this kid. Um, I don't know if he had Down syndrome. He might have had Up syndrome, though. Oh, know? okay. Yeah, yeah, I got that. Um, he was he was gimping it. Yeah. Oh yeah, like this He's, this dude. I don't know how he passed high school. I really don't like. I mean, I'm not just talking like just dumb, but like just incompetent on top of it. And like the way we did it, like 
the locker room was above the cart barn, mm-hmm. so you'd have to like pull the carts down. And people, oh, somebody, I know what you're talking about. Somebody had left a like a full unopened like Pepsi can or Coca Cola can, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Oh, I'm gonna shake this up. And I'm gonna see how high I can throw it, uh, and see how big the like explosion is gonna be, right?" <laughs> But the, the the caveat to that is is like the cart path from 18 goes like up past the cart bar and then mm-hmm. comes up to the locker room where people would park the golf carts. So he like he had a cannon on him, man. He could throw a fucking soda can and shake it up and he cocks back and he throws it. I mean, it's going way up in there. I mean, he yeeted that thing up there. And but it's also going out towards the cart path leading off of 18. And uh yeah, the cart comes up and the soda can lands like if this is like the cart it lands like three feet left of the golf cart and yeah. it like explodes and it gets all over like the member's legs and everything. Nice. And like, he like, he's a thick dude. So he like waddles inside and likes like hiding behind like the garage door and shit. <laughs> and the member's like, who did that? And it's like, I'm not taking the blame for this knucklehead. Yeah. I was like, he's in there. <laughs> I just sold him out instantly. Nice. Oh, yeah. He was about worthless, but that was kind of a little funny story about my cart barn experience. Dude, being a cart car boy, there was so much goofy stuff we used to do because we would get bored, man. Oh, like, because yeah, sometimes you're just waiting around yeah, with golf carts. Yeah. Exactly. The, these these drunk dudes, or especially the members, like there, we had this one guy who would come out at like right when the pro shop closed. He would come out five minutes before it closed and go play like nine, but his nine would be like an eighteen, mm-hmm. and uh, we would just be sitting there. And we would we'd go shut all the doors in the car park and we just hang out on our phones in there and just kind of goof off. But uh, I miss that, honestly. Yeah, it was kind of fun. Like, it was. There was a kid that, you know, I'm not going to mention any names. I'm not going to sell anyone out. But uh, one time we were waiting, same idea, you know, on three, four golf carts or something. It was like a group of them. I had went out. And uh, me and the other guy working were like, man, we haven't seen this guy in like 40 minutes. Like, where the hell did he go? So we, take, we hop in a golf cart, we go down the parking lot. I, I'm not even shitting you. We sneak up. He had a black pickup truck. We sneak up. He had the door open. He was standing in it. We like poke our head through like the passenger side like window. And he had a needle in his freaking arm. Oh my god! Like, nice. like, he was shooting up at work, and I'm like, dude, like good for him. Yeah. Like I mean, you gotta get your fixing, man. And it's bad because like he went to like a smart high school. Like he went to a different school in high school because he was smart and uh, and like very promising. Then he like ended up coming back to the area and mm. um, just. Yeah. Straight druggy from there, and um, nice, but yeah, yeah, just a lot of crazy experiences. Like, he would come into the cart barn and he'd like, he just had pills in his pocket, and he'd just like set them on the table and he'd take his shoe off and just bam and crush them all up and just snort them right there. Oh my like, god, yeah, well, a needle in the arm, and that's how you get hydrated faster, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. directly yeah. into your blood. We call it crackhead IV, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, no, I mean, it's pretty if you want to get hydrated, it's the best way, just mm-hmm. you know, if you see some of that, what would happen? If you were to give yourself an IV, but with like pour like a PBR in your in your sack, I, I think you just get drunk or fast. Yeah, I think that's think, all that would happen. You just get drunk. But like the fast. thing is, like when you drink a beer, like the alcohol goes to your bloodstream, but not like the contents of the alcohol. Does that make any sense? Like the hops aren't like going. In, you know what I'm saying? Like I feel like yeah, it, it gets diluted. You would dilute your own bloodstream at that point. I don't know if that would be like. Um, safety hazard right exactly yeah. well a good thing to do is like if you're on anesthesia is like drink before that or after <laughs> right yeah yeah um, or, or just butt chug it try not to throw up no yeah thing. it kind of yeah another good combination of spraying bananas if you haven't tried that it's a good uh daytime snack 
It's right in the news. What's a good combination is um, butt chugging at the beach. Yeah, that's it's a good. very uh, ASMR par. Then like if you butt <laughs> chug too, and then like your butt like if some of your group's not there, what you can do is especially if you have two beer bongs, is you can try and get your beer your buddies like hey like let's rally let's go and like hand them the beer bongs. And like, just you, you got to sell it though. You can't giggle or nothing. Otherwise, they know it'd be like, "Hey, something's up." If you can get them, you know, go ask them out with the beer bong. I mean, that'd be pretty funny. Uh, yeah, that's a straight BDSM, especially, especially if you got like some lotion on, like on the side. Yeah. Oh now, BDSM. Well, yeah. Um. What are you thinking of? I'm thinking of butt chugging. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, that was a quite the experience. Hey, don't knock it until you try it. Yeah, that was pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, some funny work stuff that happened uh this past week. There's this guy, he's uh he's very interesting looking. Um Mongoloid or it's kinda uh he, he's an interesting guy, but um kinda kinda like cave like features caveman. Oh yeah. oh yeah, like Uber, Uber. very Neanderthalish. Nice. Yes. Um Good. yeah, big big white guy. Um but yeah, he uh I don't know like I guess allegedly he used to not shower, but now he does. I mean, he's, a, he's not stinky like when I'm like working with him. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, me and my buddy are sitting there at the table, and this guy, caveman, he goes into the bathroom, and then comes out, and there's like this big muffin thing that somebody dropped off at the scale house, which is already kind of like creep, like you know, a little sketchy because people just drop off food for the workers sometimes. Mm-hmm. I won't fucking eat any of it. You don't know where the, their hands have been and shit. And uh, anyways, he grabs a few chunks on it. And this thing's a few oh. days old, too. And just, you know, puts his, you know, and uh, goes off on his way. So my buddy's, like, sitting there. He's, like, the time that he was in the bathroom, he's, like, I could hear him pissing from the time that he stopped pissing that he walked out. There's no way in hell he had enough time to wash his hands. Oh. So he just went straight dick to muffin bread. Hmm. Oh. So then my buddy went back and threw it out in the trash, but. Oh, buddy, that's nasty. No, nah, that's just, you know, one person can ruin it for everybody. You, you got to figure it out. Yeah, he does need to figure oh, it out. Man. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, what what can we talk about, like, moving forward here? Like, uh, in the next, you know, week or two, we got football coming up. We got college and NFL both. Dude, um, Flacco might take the Browns to the Super Bowl. Dude, I know, they're looking hot. Yeah. I'll tell you who looked good this past week is the Ravens. Um, Lamar Jackson too. was very shifty, you know, with the – you know the you know Nick was it um not it's not Bosa with the 49ers um I'm thinking Chase Young and Chase Young oh yeah he's on the yeah he's on the night right and who's the other guy um Joey or Nick Bosa one of them one of the Bosa boys is there right um is it Bosa yeah Bosa, Bosa. they got a few other good D linemen too that's what I was thinking but no it's funny how. They were they were figuring on Lamar to chase outside of the pocket whenever they're trying to get their edge out, and it's funny because a lot of times you look at a lot of like the Ravens games and and stuff like that. Lamar's notorious for getting out the pocket on his ball side mm-hmm. and being able to have that linebacker bite down and then stow it over their head. But what he was doing a lot this past week, you know, the the edge rushers would come out and he would step back up into the pocket, give him an extra second and a half to scan the field, and then if nothing was there, then he would shoot out the pocket on his ball side. Majority of the time, he'd come out on the ball side. That way, he'd be able to – gag side. Right. So, I mean, that was interesting. The Eagles, man, they uh, – Yeah, they're they're 11-4, and four, but they're a very shaky 11-4 and four team. Kind of like the Vikings last year. Not like – I mean, they've been <laughs> leading in their games on, like, the Vikings last year. The, I think the Eagles have a positive point differential. Cowboys have been struggling the past couple of weeks. 
they played a tight you know game in Miami against a good Miami team, but just still like to see them win that game. Um, yeah, the playoff picture is going to be really interesting to see who gets in on both sides of the NFL. Well, to see like Brock Purdy even, you know, throw four picks and no interceptions, going, you know, almost locking up that number one seed coming up here shortly, which they should be able to do with the yeah. remaining two games of the year. Um, to to analyze that and to think that the 49ers leading up to this week was like such an absolute unit of a team, weapons, offense, and defense. And um, you know, have them kind of get their shit rocked by the by the Ravens, even though they're you know, two different sides of the spectrum, but um, yeah, now that could be the Super Bowl matchup, right? There. And the Eagles were looking really promising leading up till the really they lost to the Jets, that was embarrassing, and then it's kind of been like losing to the 49ers, getting their asses kicked by the Cowboys. That's kind of tough to watch as an Eagles fan, and then even the Cowboys, you know, they were really hammered, laying it on strong for most of the season, and then they had two tough mm-hmm. weeks, so it's kind of interesting on the NFC side to think about like, you know, teams are beatable and not by a little bit. Like the Eagles have lost big twice already. The Cowboys have lost big twice also, right? Yeah, Mm -hmm. well, Philly's just the worst and their fans too. I mean, they're just inbred scum. I don't uh, don't think so. I think that's more of like a southern They boo boo, uh, Santa Claus. You know, they throw batteries on the field. Yeah, I can't confirm about the batteries thing. That's I knew somebody that played for the Panthers. He he had dressed for um, his first game that he ever got to play. In the NFL, he dressed for the Philly game. Mm-hmm. He was a third-string safety, and uh, he got to travel to Philly. Coincidentally enough, both of the safeties ahead of him got hurt. And he said his very first play in the NFL was in Philadelphia at the old um, – was a veteran stadium before it was Lincoln Financial. He said his first play, he got a pick six. It was snowing, ran, ran into the end zone for a pick six, you know, and he was, like, so excited. And he said the Philly fans back at the old stadium, the bleachers was pretty much like at the end of the end zone. There wasn't that much space between yeah. the goalposts. And he said they had literally taken the batteries out of their like radios that they were listening to on, put them in snowballs and started whipping, oh like just God. whipping them at him. He said he got hit with like 30 batteries by the time he got back to the sideline. Yeah, when they won that Super Bowl, they were like, uh, when they're having the parade, the fans were eating shit. Horse shit on the road. Well, that's the the you know I'm a Philadelphia. They have to grease the light pole so, too, so people. I mean, that's every city. But I'm a Philadelphia fan. I don't really associate with like trash like that. But the funny <laughs> thing is, leading up to it, like they're like if Philly loses a Super Bowl, they will burn down Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah. So they won the Super Bowl and they still burnt down Philadelphia. So that yeah. was kind of like ironic as the yeah, as the Philly. Eagles fan. Yeah. So that was a good Super Bowl last year. Then in Kansas City, it sucked that it ended on a penalty like that. But. And even if you think about it for this year, like on the AFC side, like, I mean, the Browns are peaking at the right time, but Kansas City, they don't look as dominant as Dude, they what happened be. to them? Yeah, like they're on the, they're not, they haven't even clinched the playoff spot yet. It's Taylor Swift. Damn. Yeah. Too That's much publicity. Way too much Swifties. Overrated. And like, yeah. who else do you got from the AFC? I mean, because on the, or on the AFC, you have. So the AFC South is interesting. You have a three way tie between Jacksonville, Houston, and Indianapolis. So either one of those teams could get in there. And then potentially wild card. The Bengals could get – they got blown out by the Steelers, but the they could get their shit together here um, and make the playoffs. Buffalo is getting hot at the right time too. They won three in a row. So it's going to be interesting Because to see. you think about – you got – the Steelers are out. Have they been eliminated yet? No, they're eight and seven. If they win this week, then they have a good shot. So who would it. go – so then would be the Ravens, Browns, and Steelers, but all three go? And potentially all four of those teams could go. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. Well, it's the Cincinnati, you said. Because, yeah, I mean, Cleveland's probably going to still play their players next – their starters next week because they have a shot at the one seed. Mm-hmm. Um, depending Which is crazy on what to Baltimore think about. does this week. Um, 
but yeah, no, it's gonna yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see. Um because yeah, the Browns and Bengals finish off the year. So the Bengals gotta win out. There's a lot of, it's gonna be really interesting to see like what plays out. Well, the crazy thing that I was thinking about just then when you said that the Browns could lock up the one seed is I think eight years ago, Hugh Jackson, Browns. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, like they he started crying when they won a game, like you know, and so they they've definitely come a long way, but it's funny because, like, most of the time, like, the NFC and AFC, they kind of have, like, the dominant teams that are really, like, the front runners. And like, this year, I just don't feel – I mean, the, the lines look good. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't look great, but they look good. And, you know, it's just but really better. awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Way better. No, it's strange, like, what teams have beat each other this year and, like, what teams haven't. Like, there's a whole yeah. – like, somebody put, like, a whole, like, graph. Because up. now if Philly loses to the Cardinals – that yeah. mixes it up a lot because I mean it. I don't really see that the 49ers are going to lose one of their last two games because I think they play like the Rams and the Cardinals or something. Or yeah. they don't. They don't. It's a cupcake for the. They'll walk to the park. They play Washington this week. Washington, and then, yeah. and oh, then, God, then yeah. it's the Rams, I think. So it's like they kind of have that locked up. I mean, it'd be great for Philadelphia or the Cowboys, really. Yeah. Um, to lock up a one seed, but as of now, it could be Detroit that could even get it. Detroit could. I don't think they if, will. If the 49ers lose one game. Yeah. But if they win out, I think they got it. Yeah, Detroit's interesting. They got a home playoff game. That'll be interesting to see. So, um, And then what else can we talk about? We got college football. You know, we got the playoffs coming up with that as well. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I don't know who's going to win that. Um, I need to get more into college football. Oh, I love college football is like my NFL with you guys. I mean, I love football as a whole, but, like, I, I really follow college football pretty heavily because, I mean, you got – the Florida State Georgia game coming up. We got Liberty Oregon, which that's not going to be a good game, but there's a lot of hype around it with Liberty being undefeated. Um, and then Penn State's got Ole Miss tomorrow. Did then, the um, Seminoles get screwed? I don't think so. You don't think personally? So. I do not think so because they're. I don't think that the, they. The well, ca- then why did they get the casinos? What? Yeah, they got this. They got the land for the casinos. Yeah, because they're Indian, Seminole. Yeah, yeah. But nevertheless, oh um, no, I, I don't. I don't really think that. They, I don't. I don't really think that they got robbed. I mean, I think that it was wrong for the coaches both to even put them up that high to give them the hope to get in. I think that was a mistake with them knowing already that they're on the third string quarterback going into the last three weeks. But they barely beat Boston College. They beat Boston College by two points early in the season with their starting quarterback. That was week three, I think. Boston College is, I think, they finished seven and six this year. Right, but that's nothing like Toter. If you're supposed to be a top four team, you can't be losing or you can't be winning seven and six teams by two points. When I think, teams I mean, like when teams like uh, Michigan have been blowing them out, Washington's blowing everybody out. Doesn't matter what they are. And then they had to go to overtime with Clemson, who barely beat Kentucky today. Um, so I mean, I. I don't think that Florida State should have been in the top five leading going into a conference championship. That's I, I think they should have with being in a power five. But the thing is, is they're playing Georgia, and Georgia's like 20-point favorites. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. But I just think Florida State, like how they play, they have a complete team. I mean, people you know, want to say, oh, ACC versus SEC. The ACC was six and four against the SEC this year too. Yeah, uh, but the, another thing to, I guess, consider is, is – Georgia was on a 29-game win streak. I think they had a case to get into the college football playoff. They had a great case, too. and they lost one game on a field like, goal. Right. It, it yeah, I don't think Alabama game. should be in. But here's the thing. For Georgia to go 29 straight games 
and you slip up one little time, just a fraction of a slip up. I mean, they're such a complete team for them yeah. to go up against Florida State. I mean, they're two. You can argue both of them are playoff teams, but I just have a feeling that um, New Year's Day that or it's either New Year's Day or New Year's Eve that no, it'd be no. Nah, it's Day. tomorrow. It's tomorrow. The game's tomorrow. Is it yeah, Saturday? Thought, okay. Well, I, I I just have a good feeling that it's going to be more than a two possession game. Yeah. Now we'll see. Um. Yeah, it should be interesting. A good game that's coming up tonight is Ohio State Mizzou. So, I mean, you know, Mizzou came on strong late and Ohio State, they had their their late loss to Michigan, you know, because they even have an argument to make that they beat, um, was it Notre Dame early on the year? They beat Penn State. Yeah. They lost to Michigan. Pretty tight game, you know. Um, but the tough thing with Ohio State is is they play Michigan. It's their last game of the year before conference championship week. So, I mean, there's a lot. It was, it was a big shakeup, you know, with Georgia losing. Um, Texas had to be in the playoffs with – them beating Alabama. Yeah. So if Texas or uh, Bama got in, Texas was guaranteed a spot. Washington went undefeated. I still think um, Texas is going to roll them yeah. on New Year's Day. Um, I think Texas is – it's interesting because you got that, like, old-school smash-mouth football, like the Big Ten. Smash-mouth died. Right. But yeah. then you got the – you have the Pac-10 in their air raid. They're air the ball out. You know, they don't have the big D-lines that uh, everyone else has. So. Yeah. You know, it's kind of interesting. That's kind of my cup of tea, college football. My prediction is you will be ball gagged. It could be, you know. My prediction is you need to figure it out. You need to figure it out. This is the Figure It Out podcast at the Figure It Out Retreat or Mental Ball Gag Foundation Retreat. But, um, yeah, I'm getting hungry, so probably going to wrap this thing up here. Cap to to the uh, ball gag podcast? Flirting? I think so. It's uh, some kind of – there's a queefing through the door or something. So is this it? Is this is this the end? This is it. This is, this is, it. This is the end. This final episode ever. It was a good run. It was, yeah. good run. It it was, was legendary. It was. Until it started getting shadow banned by YouTube. Yeah. Shorts. What's her name? Susan Wojcicki or something. What's her name? Wojcicki. I don't know. know. Is she still ahead of YouTube? I think no, so. it's Monica Lewinsky. Monica, Monica Lewinsky. Most people don't know there's two people in this picture. All the other one is Bill Clinton sitting there at the desk. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, I was gonna say, you know, she was she was technically in a ball game. You think about it. I mean, it kind of depends. I mean, she definitely had the balls on her chin. Oh, at least yeah, Peter Griffin. I don't know if she like slid them up or what, but she, yeah, swallowed the gravy. You see, Boogie did the Peter Griffin on Twitch and he got banned. <laughs> yeah, I did what? see that. Boogie two nine eight eight. Yeah, he like got naked on stream, but you can't see anything. What? He's morbidly obese. He yeah. actually did. Oh mm-hmm. my god. Yeah, you gotta check out check out the local live podcast. Something's gotta save his career, I guess. I guess. He's- yeah, this podcast is pretty interesting. They just had uh, so it's Wings, Boogie, this guy Tommy C, and then they just had only using Blade on there. Mm-hmm. I thought he was on a mountain. Uh, one of his viewers let him come stay at like a trailer or something. Then. The guy was jumping on him for like four hours at night and talking about how he's a 70-30 fat ratio. He's been a couple months to eat him. So he had to get out of there. Is he probably would. He's know? not figuring it out. I you think know, he really needs to figure it that's out. That's like the definition of poverty. Well, no, this dude's like the guy that like he's like staying with, like a recovering like meth addict is like fucking crazy too. He lives on like a mountain in California. So would you rather stay with that guy or double O Schlob? Double O Slob. I don't know. Double O Slob doesn't practice very good gun safety. I think, I mean, this guy, this other guy, Orange, is like pretty muscular, but I think if it came down to it, I could either run away or like, you know, get away, that sort of thing. Well, let me ask you do you think, do you say, who do you think can drink more beer? 
Jimmy Gorba or Jimmy Gorba or like, or only use me blade. Yeah, uh, Jimmy because yeah. only use me blade. He he drinks Jaeger exclusively. Like he'll drink. How about that? That's what we should. But he do. goes he goes through like two or three bottles of Jaeger. He'll go through like, dude. I told you about um this dude Blade. They so he did the podcast for the whole kind of live, and then to promote it, he was doing a live stream. He was in a hotel. He went on like a three day fucking bender. Where it was like a fifty hour stream with him going through like three bottles of Jaeger just. Passing oh out, God. saying the n-word like a hundred times, getting on the balcony, screaming the n-word. Um, nice. Like uh, passing out, waking back up, getting hammered again, passing out. Fifty-hour live stream, and then the cops like came and like trespassed him, and he had to leave the hotel. Well, I think a great, you know, maybe in the future, maybe if YouTube quits yanking our chains, maybe we get we get him and Gorba to do a, a beer for beer. He knows challenge. about the podcast. Mm-hmm. He, he shouted out on live stream. In the well, then we need section. to get Gatling on Gorba and, and him to do a beer for beer. Beer for Jaeger. Yeah, yeah. Beer for Jaeger. It'd be legendary. In an hour. Yes. We're going to have Gorba, 48 beers and he can do 48 shots. Jimmy, Jaeger. we're going to make it happen. I just don't want to be liable for you. So we're probably we'll doing it virtually. Yeah. We'll have to make It'll a be virtually. Yeah. You, might want to just do it in the parking lot of the hospital, maybe. Or, yeah, or Walmart too. That'd be even better. No, that'd be interesting. Yeah, Waffle. We'll, we'll be we'll do it outside of Waffle House. You can go. Oh, and fill it up. that would be hard. So do it in the Waffle House. Yeah, sure it. figure it out. So, anyways, didn't learn anything. Um, fuck you, you're poor. Figure it out. A nap on train tracks. Gimp Chin signing out. Die a little bit. That's be on you. All right. This is fucking gay. This is a disaster.